from your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet join this life on 657 am dr leilani is in the studio with me and uh, let me just take a moment and greet dr leilani dr leilani good day how are you i'm fine how are you bongi i'm blessed of the lord I'm here today. Yeah. Yeah, to be with the family again. Uh-huh. It's yeah. always awesome to have you in in studio. Yeah, I also miss you. Hey, your mouth is long. <laughs> 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 well, we thank God for every moment that he makes it possible yeah. for us to meet. Yeah. Um now I'm like we're talking salt awareness. That's right. Um today and yes I said to the family and I'm still saying it to the family you can call in and ask about any medical issues that you have that you'd like to ask Dr. Tlailani mm-hmm. on 012-334-1322 alternatively you can send us drop us a WhatsApp on 0826572729 or eight two six five seven two seven two nine. Alternatively, our SMS line is also available on three seven eight seven one three seven eight seven one. And so I was thinking, I'm like, yo, qualification in the township. Yeah. When you taking Litzwai, they 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 talk about Litzwai in a certain way that if you don't engage in sexual intercourse, <laughs> then you will yeah. have what they call salt Litzwai, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of which I don't think it's true. No, it's not true. No, I don't know where. Who did that research? Uh, you know, Why is it? A lot of scientists who research all these things here yeah, in the township. Yeah. Self-acclaimed scientists. Self-acclaimed scientists. <laughs> yeah, but we are looking at sodium. The Importance of it and the dangers of it That's today. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And then you spoke a little bit about it. It took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Basically, you know, salt. Let's see. You know, salt. Is, we know that salt is an essential uh, health uh, commodity that uh, all animals really need. Oh. And then uh, what we really need out of this salt is uh-huh. basically the sodium part of it because it has to be working with the potassium, oh. which we also absorb. What What are the components of okay. salt? Of salt is sodium plus chlorine. Chlorine. Chlorine, chlorine, yes. Yeah. No, no, not sodium, sodium chloride. Sodium chloride, yeah. So we don't need the chloride in it? No, 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 not so much. You don't need chloride so much unless, you know, if you have fortified the salt for people who've, who've got uh, dental caries or uh, because they need the fluoride mm-hmm. uh, or maybe have got some bone problems mm-hmm. or, you know, you've got uh, osteoporosis or uh, you've got some ah. chronic, uh, chronic uh, kidney disease or... There is an impending cancer developing, especially that of the pancreas. Then you would need chloride, need from, chloride the salt. Yeah, from the salt. Yeah. Yeah, but most of m- most of us just need the sodium. We need the sodium. Yeah, that's right. Now, salt is a mineral uh, composed primarily of the sodium chloride, which is a chemical compound uh, uh, which is found usually either in the s- deep down in the, the earth or in the in the, in the sea. Okay. You know, it all depends uh, where you get your salt from. There are those who prefer sea salt. There are those who prefer ground salt. Mm. The difference, you know, there isn't much of a difference except the really? one is... Yeah, there isn't much of a difference. Mm. Except the one is more fine. The other one is not so fine. Of course. It's yeah, coarse it's salt. Coarse, yeah. You know, we are told, get sea salt. Get sea salt. Uh, stay away from... I think they say iodized or something salt. like that. Salt. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're all fortified. Yeah. We, we fortify this thing like uh, um, during the olden days, mm. what they used to put in the salt is iodine. Mm-hmm. Because we know that iodine is very good 
for uh, thyroid, for the thyroid. Ah. And then uh, if you have got deficiency of uh, thyroid, mm-hmm. I mean deficiency of iodine, okay. then you are likely to get the equator. Yeah, so, uh, where you have, uh, like what, a bump uh, on you? Yeah, it's a, it's a big lump in front on, of your neck. Oh, yeah. On, yeah, is it on the throat or is it... No, it's not in the throat, it's outside. Okay. On the... On the uh, anterior aspect of the trachea, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, because that thing, if it can grow, it can actually choke you, and you can easily die. But fortunately, you know, it's a slow-growing tumor. Mm. And then um, uh, they also fortify it with some chlorine. They fortify it with uh, uh, some seasoners, which are necessary for uh, people who are deficient in other elements, mm. like uh, you know. W- our body is supposed to manufacture and extract from the the fruits and vegetables that we eat. Mm. But somehow, in some other uh, diseases which mm. are genetically inherited, the body is not able to can metabolize those things. So that's why we need to fortify. Mm. Now, when you fortify, we fortify it in the salt, mm. like in iodine and then in the fluoride mm. for people with dental caries, as I said. Mm. Now... Before we can proceed, let me just give you some, you know, the sodium chloride, uh, sodium consumption and health, you know, the basics, and then we can just discuss around them. Okay. Now, now the table salt is made up of just about 40% sodium by weight. So a 6 gram serving, which is about a teaspoon, yeah. Yeah, contains about 2,400 milligrams of sodium. Yeah, of sodium, 2,400 milligrams. A teaspoon. Yeah, a teaspoon. Now, you, you don't put the whole teaspoon in your plate, do you? <laughs> Not um, in the plate. <laughs> yeah. Now, sodium serves uh, a vital purpose in the human body via its uh, role uh, uh, as an electrolyte. Now, it helps nerves and muscles to function correctly, and it is one of the factors involved uh, in the osmotic regulation of the water uh, content in our bodies, you know, the fluid balance. Like, uh, if you look at a patient with a heart failure, his edematous, you know, he's got a lot of fluid inside there. Mm. And then now what happens there is because there is too much retention of sodium. Yes. Okay. That's why we restrict the hypertensive and... Uh, uh, to take uh, too much yeah, salt. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. restrict them from taking too much salt. And then uh, now that patient is edematous, he's got a lot of fluid. And then uh, for one to treat that, you're going to give something like uh, a diuretic, you know, Lasix, which is uh, it's not a, uh, ethical, I don't know, Lasix, it's mm-hmm. Lasix, mm. uh, uh, or Furizomide, mm. to, 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 to get rid of uh, the, the, water. The, the, the water. Now, mm. what happens is it loses the sodium. Mm. Now, that sodium is going to be exchanged with potassium. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to replace the potassium, which is lost, with the sodium. Okay. So that we don't get muscle cramps. Yeah. Yeah. You will, if you get Lasix and they are not replaced with potassium, mm. you are going to lose everything, including the sodium. Mm. But the, the potassium is the one which is going to be retained and cause you cramps, muscle cramps. Okay. That's why some other people who are on treatment for heart failure, mm. they develop these muscle cramps. But What you know, about blood pressure patients the, as well? No, the blood pressure, okay, fine. The blood pressure will go down. Uh-huh. Because the volume is going down. Okay. And then uh, now what goes down especially is the systolic blood pressure and not the diastolic. Okay. And then we know that the diastolic is the one which is more important. Uh-huh. Because it determines the 
basal uh, pressure that uh, every tissue needs in the body mm. for its sustenance to mm-hmm. get nutrients, you know, oxygen, and uh, glucose. Mm. Yeah. So it's not um, common for those that are treated for hypertension to have these cramps. Uh, no, it's common. If also for them. Yeah, if you don't give, give them potassium, they're going to have these cramps. So you have to give them potassium okay. to replace the potassium that you lose in the urine. Let me ask. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of many uh, patients who are on... Um, who are for high blood pressure, yes. who experience these cramps. And most of the times they are at night, and I think they call yeah, them night right. cramps. Yeah. Is it because of what we're talking about? Yeah, it's because of that potassium which has oh. been lost. You find that they are being under-treated. They are not being given the supplements, the potassium supplement that they are losing in the urine. Oh, so they, the there should be potassium also? Yeah, that's A right. supplement, a supplement in, in, yeah. okay, in, in their the treatment. treatment? Yeah. So, okay. um, uh, now, the habitual salt intake in many Western countries is about uh, 10 grams per day. Yeah? And it is higher than that in many countries in the Eastern Europe and Asia and with us too here. Now, the high levels of sodium in many processed foods has a major impact on the total amount consumed. Now, that's why I've got a problem with processed foods mm. that... Uh, all the violas, the polonies, the what do you want? These have got such a high content of salt, and once ingested, and we are not even away. Yeah, we are not even away. It, wait, is salt the, addictive as well? Like sugar? I know sugar is addictive. I I heard you speaking about that. I don't know if we are being addicted. Maybe you are just being uh, what acquired. Uh, it's like an acquired taste of some sort. You want yeah, that that's all right. the time? You, okay. you want it all the time. Yeah. Because remember, an addiction is something that uh, <laughs> it's not easy to get rid of. You know, once you're addicted, you're hooked. Yeah. Yeah, but but okay. So you say processed foods. Yeah. Processed I know food. our sources. Ooh. Yeah. No. 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 A lot of all this. They've got. Uh, well, that's the salt is the one which gives them taste see that so we would put a teaspoon of the salt the dry white salt yeah. in the food then the sauces and the spices yeah that's right and then you'll find that you're eating something like seven to ten grams which is almost over about uh, 70 percent of you're not your even body, aware yeah what your body requires should we be pouring salt in our food at no, all? No, we shouldn't really. Because, uh, all because I understand. Have, yeah, potatoes got, have got their yeah, own salt. Yeah, they've got all this salt, the salt that you But need. it's funny, to be honest. You know. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> taste too good. That's right. <laughs> now, the high level of sodium in many processed foods, uh, as, is, 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 as I said, it, mm-hmm. it causes a major impact on our total amount consumed. And then uh, we should be very weary if we put salt in these things. I've seen some people, you know, burvors. Burvors is salted. Yes. Already. And people put salt on top of that. And spices. And spices. Mm. You know. And you know, oil. And put it in oil. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in the United States, 75% of sodium eating comes from processed and uh, restaurant foods. So, I don't want to discourage people from t- from eating from restaurants, but it has been researched that uh, restaurant foods, you see, they're very tasty and everything. Mm-hmm. They've got a very high content of uh, 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 salt. Mm-hmm. Now, 11% from cooking and uh, table use, and the rest is found naturally in foodstuffs. Like, uh, as I said, 11% we get from this fortified salt mm-hmm. that we put in our food, and then the rest comes from 
the food that we 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 eat naturally. No, now because consuming too much sodium increases risk of of cardiovascular disease. Mm. Health organizations generally recommend that people reduce their dietary intake of uh, salt, and then uh, uh, if you can at least try to reduce sodium intake to about one gram, I mean one milligram per day, mm. that should sort out your hormonality and uh, your cravings and other things, and uh, you may not get these hypertensive events and cardiovascular diseases. Uh, Strokes, uh, kidney diseases that we mm. all see. Because a reduction in sodium intake to about one gram per day mm. may reduce the cardiovascular disease by about 30%. Just by reducing that, you go and see a doctor, he tells you to stop eating salt. 30% incidence of cardiovascular disease, stroke, or uh, renal failure is reduced. Mm. Now, in adults and children with no acute illness, a decrease in the intake of sodium from a typical high level reduced blood pressure by at least 50%. Now, it's always nice to have a low sodium diet in whatever food that you are eating. Right. That is, if you can, don't put salt. Mm. And if you can, uh, all your veggies, don't put any salt. They've got their own innate salt inside there. And that's what you really need. I say, you know, your human... Uh, the so human God has body. provided this. Yeah, the God, has, God has provided all this. Now, uh, the World Health Organization recommends that adults should consume less than 2,000 milligrams of sodium. Mm-hmm. And then, now, that is contained in about 5 grams of salt hmm. per day. Mm-hmm. Now, guidelines by the United States recommend that people with hypertension especially the African-Americans and middle-aged and older adults should mm. limit consumption to less than 1.5 gram, mm. which is 1,500, uh, I mean 1.5 microgram, which is 1.5 milligram mm. per day and meet the potassium recommendation of about 4.7 per day with a healthy diet of fruits and vegetables. So that's why we always... Uh, encourage the test diet with uh, hypertensive patients which consists mostly of uh, uh, 30% fruits and 30% vegetables and 30% uh, protein and fat Mm. and then a very little carbohydrate Mm. which we all we all need so the test diet will you know satisfy all these requirements of having not to suffer from high salt intake. All right. Um, Let me just stop you right then. We will come back to you. Lynette, I see you. Halas van die beste met die competisi, the radio pulpit competition, Uh, all of the best, the PTO business competition. Um, and here's a question here from a family member, Dr. Tleilani. Yes, ma'am. Can you please ask Dr. Tleilani about prostate enlargement treatment? I'm 43 years old. I'm feeling difficult um, in passing urine and having thin stream of urine, but I don't have burning pain while passing urine. I was asking what food to <coughs> avoid um, and uh, what treatment to take. Alrighty then. We did mention that you can uh, stop us at any given moment in time and ask any medical issue that you have and Dr. Tlelan will minister unto you. Uh, so he's 43 um, and uh, feeling difficult in passing urine. 
yeah. having a thin stream of urine, yeah. no burning pain yet, mm-hmm. uh, as well passing urine. So he's he's asking himself what food to avoid and what treatment to take. Okay, fine. Uh, I think uh, these are the symptoms of either hypertrophy of the prostate, which can at a later stage maybe turn into cancer of the prostate. I would advise that he must go and see a doctor who's going to do a digital rectal examination mm. and they should do PSA at the same time. But the diet that uh, he can be on is uh, the diet which is less fat and more fruits and vegetables and avoidance of alcohol and I'm sure she doesn't smoke and then avoid smoking and exercise more often. 30 minutes walking every day, Monday to Friday. That should sort it out. And they will also do some urine tests to see if he has he hasn't he hasn't got uh, uh, an infection because this can be caused by uh, um, uh, an infection. Okay. In the, in the it's not necessarily yeah. prostate yeah. cancer. Yeah. So they will do. Oh, the prostate getting enlarged because yeah. of cancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. and then uh, they will do the the, the the urine analysis, microscopy, culture, and sensitivity to see what antibiotic will be convenient for him, and then. Uh, no. Can a man tell when the prostate is enlarged? Yeah, you can tell. Because uh, already he's got a problem of uh, urination. Uh, the stream is a bit so big. So one cannot feel the enlargement itself? No, you can't feel it yourself. But you see the, the, no. the signs and symptoms? Yeah. Okay. The, the main signs are uh, low stream uh, urine, yes. as she mentioned. Mm-hmm. There could be some discomfort when she, the bladder is full. Mm-hmm. And then there could be some blood. But... If there is blood, then it's more serious. You need to see a doctor quickly. Okay. ASAP. Yeah, so that, yeah, ASP, so that they can do that digital rectal examination, do an ultrasound. If need be, they'll do a uh, prostate uh, biopsies just to exclude cancer. So that if it's just a benign prostatic hypertrophy, then that can be treated medically. Mm-hmm. So I've heard of others who their stream um, kind of ha- ha- has got... Um, what do you call that? It comes in staccatos. Yeah, interrupts. Then, that's right. What's that? No, that's that's how the the the, the, the prostate acts. Because uh-huh. remember, it irritates the the valve uh-huh. where you release the urine to pass. Okay. You know? And then, if that is infiltrated with either inflammation or cancer cells, that sphincter is not going to be functional. It's not going to function hundred percent. Mm. You'll pass urine, or sometimes what will happen is the sphincter will close, and then the bladder will be enlarging because you're putting urine in what you call in the bladder from the kidneys. Mm. And then you go to the loo, and then you try to urinate, and then uh, there'll there'll just be nothing coming out. Mm. And then that's when the pain will start. Mm. And then that's also one other indication that you should see a doctor so that they can put a pipe through this to relieve you of I know we're still on salt but that yeah. also happens to some women what is that uh, you mean what um, that kind of a stream when they're passing urine and then suddenly it stops but there's still more and no, then that, they that, have to press again yeah, that, that's one you've got a pelvic inflammatory diseases ah. and then uh, that will cause you two symptoms and then especially if the maybe the infection or the inflammation whatever causes that PID Mm-hmm. has spread to the urethra. Now, the urethra is very short in the women. And then mm. uh, if there's going to be any problem with the urethra, mm. you can easily have uh, uh, 
retention of the the, the, the urine okay. or the opposite which is uh, incompetence where uh, not yeah incompetence where you can't hold yes, the urine. Yes, yeah, yeah, incontinence, yes. yes, no, no, yes. <laughs> did I say inco- incontinence, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Where you can't hold the urine. Yeah. Then uh, it just flows. Mm. Yeah. So mm. we, we, with the women, it's mostly because of the pelvic inflammatory disease or an infection. Yeah, are those the UTI? The UTIs, yes. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We're coming back with Dr. Leila, and you can ask your questions. 012334 is the number that you can dial and talk to <laughs> yeah. us. Alternatively, you can write even on our Facebook. We're streaming live. And um, we are on WhatsApp as well, 0826572729, and our SMS line, 37871. From your ear, to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet, join this life on 657 AM. It is 6.57 a.m. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion, 23 minutes. It is just after 10 right here on Just For You with me, Swangile Mufuke, and with you up until 11 o'clock. It is nearly ended as Hayes Basuk, my daughter Tleilani. We are live, streaming live on Facebook, and uh, you can talk to us on Facebook um, right there on our live stream. We'll be able to read your question, and Dr. Tleilani is still in the house to can answer your questions. You can drop us a WhatsApp or a Two six five seven two seven two nine or three seven eight seven one, which is our SMS line. Alternatively, you can call in. Let's take that call right now, and then we're coming back to Dr. Kelani talking more about salt. Hi, family. How are you? Hello, Sister Boy, and thanks for the song. Our God is good indeed. Eh, He is a good God all the time. Hallelujah. Babu Vilagas, good morning. Mwono baba vile gazi kunjani. Fine, how are you my brother? I'm fine. I'm also... Nyabono mtu wano ukula, ukula gase la pagudu. Sikuluma no mkulu tlailan. Mkulu tlailan. Ya, ya kula, ya kulu mtu wano. Kukula, ayy, ayy, ayy. And utezi anje nize ezo mfu, utezi azi, utifanega atole ni nani, nani. Ya. I have two questions today to ask you, Dr. Tlailan. Yes, man. Is it true that some over-the-counter medicine contains salt? You. Number one. Okay. And tinned t- vegetables, is it safe to use? What about the frozen one, Babu Vilagas? <laughs> we, we have tinned vegetables and we also have frozen vegetables. I think let's ask him on both. But thank you, Babu Vilagasi. <laughs> Thank you, my sister. Thanks for, Thank you. for your call. Thank you, Dr. T. Thank yes. you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, look, uh, the first one is a salt. Um, it's, it's, it's salt, uh, prescribed medication, medication over the counter. Yeah. Do we have? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, those, those, those uh, medications are over the counter. Yeah, bo. Yeah, over the counter, I'm sure some of them have got uh, salt. Some salt yeah, content but, in but them. The ones which are ethical, which are, have been approved by Prasa, mm-hmm. contain zero salt. Okay. Unless it's some other uh, supplement that mm. we want to also supplement the salt inside, then you will get some. But it should be written, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it should be written. Everything should be written on yeah. those pamphlets that That's are right. inside. But our medicines don't contain salt at all. Ah, okay. And then uh, uh, tinned uh, vegetables, yes. I can without any doubt say definitely very high content of salt. Definitely, that is what is giving them this uh, taste, 
and that is what is giving them this uh, uh, love of uh, being, uh, I mean, uh, uh, affinity for people to really want to buy them mm. because of the salt content. And the frozen one, mm. at least frozen veggies, mm. are not fortified with salt. Ah. They are just taken from the garden. They've been pre-boiled. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Ah. Pre-boiled and then put So they are safer. They are safer. Mm. They are safer than the tin ones. So if you want a mixed veg or something like that, mm-hmm. I would say go for the frozen ones. Than, uh, than the, the teen yeah. ones. But uh, check the expiry date because some of them can suffer freezer bin, mm. which is not healthy for you. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the family member who is 43 years old who is talking about the urine stream yes. now is asking, also recommend doctor, which doctor to see currently um, attending Barra Hospital may get help there. About prostate, he's asking if he can't get help. I believe he should. Yeah, he, he should. He can go to Barra and then uh, uh, at the outpatient, well, he'll be seen by an outpatient. They'll doctor, screen him they'll at screen the outpatient, him, uh, outpatient. if he needs to be admitted then. And then he'll see the urologist. The urologist. That's right. Yeah. All right. Who's so. But I've got very good urologists. So yeah, and I know that they are taking, oh, this, I nearly said precautionary measures, but I know that they are so, like they've been raising awareness on cancer, prostate cancer, yeah, breast cancer. Right. They yeah. even have uh, oncologists, uh, you know, department that's dealing with that. Yeah, so actually, they're the first hospital to have introduced uh, robotic surgery ah, for prostate. Is it? Yeah. So he will be in, in the state. In, so he will be in, in, in have good it hands. In, in, in private. But the Bara is the Has that. Yeah. So he will be in good hands. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Our family member says I have got couple tunnel. Okay. I've got p- couple tunnel bed in left hand. What advice can the doctor give? I took uh, Cox Fiam tabs. Cox Flam. Yeah. Oh, Cox Fiam. Yeah. Flam. Yeah. All right. It looks like an I. Okay. I see. Okay. It's an L. Cox flum taps. Look, I think uh, she's referring to carpal tunnel syndrome. It's not bad. Now, carpal tunnel syndrome is that condition where your nerves at the wrist are trapped by the fascia, which holds your tendons together. Ah. Yeah. And then uh, it causes a very excruciating pain. The best is to go and see your GP, who's going to refer you to an orthopedic surgeon. Uh-huh. Now, treatment there. Unfortunately, it has to be surgery. They have to relieve that uh, pressure which is caused by this to, 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 to the fascia, which is compressing the nerve. Mm. There's a radial nerve and there's an ulnar nerve which passes through that tunnel there. Mm. And then once it's uh, inflamed, then that's when you are going to get pain from that uh, 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 wrist. Mm-hmm. And then it's called carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's excruciating. Uh, now, uh, the advice you have for her? You must go and see the g- g- general practitioner mm. who's going to refer him to an orthopedic surgeon. Mm. And the orthopedic surgeon is going to release the pressure by operation. Ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay, family member, all of the best. Uh, because I, I can just feel... Um, the pain that the family member is talking about, saying very uh, in the left hand, you know. Yeah, it's uh, very excruciating. Look, it's, it's the, the radial nerve and the ulnar nerve which mm-hmm. pass there, and both of them, if they're compressed by that fascia, there, you know, you feel like you want to chop off your your hand. Ish. All right. Greetings to Nsansa, the CEO of Rice Radio, saying I am tuned in, listening. Thank you so much uh, for listening in today. So humbling. 
Um, and then another family member says, Tobelasi Swangilele, Dr. Tlailane, Nna, Hakisaya Matating, Abasadi, Kinale, 45 years. Nna, okay, I'm not quite sure. Yona, Akisa, Akisi, Mpakele, Bulwezi, Joa Kensana. Oh, okay. They are no longer going on their periods. She no longer goes on her periods. She's 45 years old. Um, and she's wondering if this cannot, you know, um, affect her and give her cancer in one way or another? Is it possible? No, 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 it's not. Okay, we do have some other uh, postmenopausal uh, cancers. Uh-huh. And the common one is that of uh, endometrium. That is the womb inside. Mm. That is the commonest cancer after, you know, postmenopausal. Mm. But that your postmenopausal doesn't predispose you to any cancer. You reckon yeah. she's postmenopausal at 45? Well, she can. You can start at 37. Okay. Matter she can also be perimonopausal because she can start seeing her periods if if she starts if she starts seeing her no, periods again. If if, if uh, the hormones go down and then she goes into uh, perimenopause, uh-huh. she's bound to go to postmenopause. Okay. I mean, I got menopause then postmenopause. Uh-huh. But uh, at 45, I'm not surprised that she's. Uh, She's postmenopausal. So she, if if we saying she's menopausal, like, like she's postmenopausal, it should have been like she should have been there without periods for a year. For a year to six uh, to eighteen months. To eighteen months. Yeah. Then we can say then she's can, post. Now she's postmenopausal. But anything between there, it's perimenopause. Now, if 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 one, okay, let's, let's ask her lay, first. Let's lay fears on this lady. Yes. She thinks she's. It might lead her to cancer, to cancer and which it's is not. not. Yeah, yeah. Even the breast, what about breast cancer? No, breast cancer too. Yeah. And then remember, breast cancer is dependent on the estrogen. And the postmenopausal women have got very little estrogen. Estrogen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they don't have, uh, a, you know, that greater chance of having to develop uh, breast cancer because of the deficiency in their uh, uh, let me ask now for uh, for two women that I've met. Yeah. Another one says, I've never had my periods for like 13 months. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm sporting. How old is she? Um, she's 40, way beyond 45. Right. Yeah. That's the first woman. Yeah. The second woman says, I am still seeing my periods. Yes. They have, um, what do you call that? They are no longer coming as, uh, as, 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 usual. As, as usual. They're not as heavy all the time. Yeah. Sometimes they're very heavy. Sometimes mm-hmm. I only see them for three days and they are gone. Okay. And then I, How old is she? she's 46, right. this one, she's 46. Yeah. And then she says her breasts would be painful for more than two weeks, even after she has gone on her periods. So okay. let's answer the two ladies. Okay, the first lady, I think she's in a perimenopausal uh, period now. Anytime those menses are going to disappear. Can she fall pregnant still? She can still fall pregnant. With the sporting? Yeah, with the sporting. Okay. Uh, and then uh, what she has to do is just to go and do some uh, menopausal profiling to see how much estrogen, how much estrogen, uh, uh, progesterone she's got. Uh-huh. And then also the luteinizing hormone which are responsible for the uh, withdrawal bleeding which comes with uh, menses. Mm-hmm. You know, if that can get checked up, then she'll be okay. But she will go into uh, uh, menopause. She's just 5'2 menopause. Yeah, that's right. Sure. And then the second lady at her age, mm-hmm. um, I think um, she, 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 she must be done an ultrasound to check if she hasn't got any uh, 
polyps or any myomas within the uh, endometrium because uh, it's acting weirdly in that uh, sometimes it pours and then she's got this painful breast mm. which can be explained by the high estrogen content uh -huh. which is produced in the adrenaline or in the ovaries yeah so but then she says sometimes the pain goes yeah then one month again it's yeah. back and the that's breasts right. are heavy that's right. yeah but she, if you can just undergo an ultrasound to check the the the, 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 the endometrium and to check uh, the ovaries if she is ovulating or not and you know they can always find out if there are any growths within the, the uterus which cause this weird bleeding mm, all right so it's not it, it has nothing to do with being Menopause. perimenopausal no <laughs> and the and the and the well, hormonal the confuses a little bit because <laughs> the age yeah the age says she's perimenopausal yeah yeah okay all right we can also do some hormonal profiling on her menopausal profiling uh -huh. to see the state of uh, uh hormones okay right yeah but she's also five two Okay, maybe 10 to this one. No, maybe she is. That's why we have to do that ultrasound to exclude all organic. Yes. Because yeah, yes. of her breakthrough bleed. All right. We call it a breakthrough bleed. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, greetings to Maruti Sipojoja. Thank you for tuning in and being with us. Family, remember we're talking salt. <laughs> <laughs> anything salt and we are raising awareness on salt and how uh, the importance of it and the dangers of it uh, how much you need to consume uh, on a daily basis um, and uh, we are open to for you to can ask any medical um, um, uh, issues that you have that you'd like Dr. Tlailani to uh, explain or help you with. So the lines are opened on 012-334-1322 012-334-1322 Alternatively you can drop us a uh, WhatsApp on 0826572729 it's 0826572729 and you can also uh, send us an SMS 37871 and you'll be charged 150 or you can talk to us right there on the live stream. Um, what more do we need to find out about our salt intake, uh, Dr. Tleilani? Okay, you know what? There is one thing which I want to, to say and that is one of the two uh, um, one of the two most prominent dietary risks for disability in the world okay a diet high in sodium and potassium okay okay yeah. okay you said so, you mentioned disability which was yeah. highlighted yeah disability yeah. yeah can be any other disability yeah yeah it can be associated to the high intake of salt i'm not sure how the research has really come to this conclusion mm. but while reduction of sodium intake to less than something like 2,000 to 2,300 milligrams per day is recommended by developed countries, ne? one review recommended that sodium intake be reduced to at least 1.2 milligram for optimum development of any tissue. Mm. And then uh, if you're going to be disabled or something like that, and then a research is mm. done or investigation is done, Somewhere they're going to find that there was a high salt intake. High ball. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, that's one research. And uh, another review indicated that there is uh, inconsistent or insufficient evidence to conclude that reducing sodium intake to lower than uh, 2.3 micrograms mm. per day is either beneficial or harmful. So we never know what to follow, whether we should just stick to 2,300 or reduces to 
five mm-hmm. or you know whether this high uh, uh, salt intake mm. will cause any problem in your in your in your in your, in your body mm. you know predisposing you to a disability well a disability is something that uh, can cause a chronic illness and then make you not be functional stroke not really yeah I mean, a stroke is a disability, mm. heart failure is a disability, mm. and then if you develop anything which will impair you to be able to can perform your normal... Highest, yeah. yeah. Then a, it's a disability to you. So that is associated with salt. Hypo. So uh, I, I would say um, to be on the safe side, switch from, if you want the taste, switch mm. from salt, pure salt, to um, what do you call this thing now? Spices. Okay. Yeah. Those spices have got their own problems too. You know, they predispose you to peptic ulcers. Yeah. <laughs> so, but to be on the safe side, especially when it comes to metabolic disorders, mm. stay away from salt and then use a, uh, cinnamon is number one. I like cinnamon. You know, just sprinkle it a little bit. Cinnamon is medicine anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon that is, is medicine. Give me that taste that you want. I know if you got honey and cinnamon bona. Um, but now, Dr. Telani, yes. here, this is what a lot of people do yes. um, in their homes, especially those with blood pressures and those who are told to stay away from salt. Yes. They buy the, um, what do you call them, stock. You know, your chicken stock and your beef stock, yes, and they use that in place of salt. Yeah, is that maybe yeah, better to do that, or is it worse because you don't know how much salt is in that stock? No, 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 at least it hasn't got that high in, I mean, the content of compared sodium to, the, right to the whole spoon, Com- yeah, compared <laughs> to the to the spoon that you're going to use, you see. Mm-hmm. So I, I would encourage you that, uh, like, if you make... I used to fry tomatoes yes, with stock only. Yeah. I wouldn't put any salt. And then it gave me that taste. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. You see. So it's much better it's to much do better, that. Yeah. That is switch from salt, pure sodium chloride. Mm-hmm. Switch to, you know... But is it safe for people with high blood pressure, hypertension? No. If you're hypertensive, avoid. Rather uh, measure your salt. Yeah, because the effects of uh, spices and salt Mm. on fluid retention is the same. Okay. If you take salt or you take uh, just ordinary uh, uh, um, spices, you will still retain fluids, which is not going to be good for your heart. And then uh, it can predispose you to at least uh, nephro- uh, nephritis where mm. your kidney has to function harder to get rid of all the salt mm. by drawing the water out of your system to get rid of the spices and the salt and other things, which can, to an, at the later stage, dehydrate you. Okay. And then God forbid you go to be dehydrated to an extent that the brain becomes dehydrated and then you're Aye. going to be so delirious. So... Can that happen? Moderation, yes. Moderation is a key. Mm. Anything that you put in your food, put it in moderation. Don't put uh, a whole spoon of... Uh, I've seen people salting the biltong that they fry. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> biltong has salt, it's, isn't it? salt already, yes. So, so you fry it? They, they, they put it in a briar. Okay. And then they paint it with uh, uh, salty spice. Yeah. And then uh, I see it in the township there. Uh, like like, like what we would do with meat. Marinated. Yeah, marinated, yeah. A biltong. A biltong, yeah. 
Well, it tastes. I tasted it. It tastes good. But, but uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. So be careful of what. All right. Uh, a family member writes in and says, Bongile, I heard you and Dr. Telani talking about women issues. I'm sorry uh, to diverge a little bit. I am also 47 years old. I don't see my periods regularly. Does it mean that it's time for me to... Uh, take it easy. No more using contraceptives. <laughs> and uh, is it time for menopause? <laughs> okay, at the age of 47, the likelihood of falling pregnant is less. Taking it easy. Yeah, I love but, that. Uh, <laughs> I never want to say no. Because uh, I've seen a lady 51 who fell pregnant. Huh? Yeah. Okay, did her period stop or not? No, no, she had a period, you know, normally. And then uh, somehow they stopped. She wasn't sure because they were just irregularly regular. So she wasn't sure whether it's a missed period because of pregnancy or not. So she just continued and wouldn't be on any contraception. And she thought... And then uh, she thought, no, I'm, I've gone into menopause. And she's pregnant. No, well, yeah, we did an ultrasound there. And know, there was a baby. There's a baby there. <laughs> Unfortunately, the baby, you know... It's okay, it's normal because I really know we discourage people yes. from falling pregnant after the after age of the 14. Yeah, but uh, it was all right. So she mustn't relax as long as she's got those regular periods. Oh, no, she says she has they're irregular, period. they're irregular. Yes, but you must be very careful of such. Uh, oh, then the dangerous weapon, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, you'll think, Oh, no, no, I'm going into many pause, yeah, and then uh, you don't use any protection, voila, the baby comes, hmm. yeah. Mm. I, I would say uh, wait for one year to 18 months mm. that uh, you don't have any period. Yeah. Then you can safely say, okay, I'm stopping these contraceptions. Aish, now, if okay, thank you, Dr. Leland. I hope the family member got that. Now a family member is sending, I can't, I can't name the, that seasoning, you know, because it's, it's a brand. So I can't name that seasoning, but Dr. Tleilani, you see okay, it. Okay, I can see it. Yes. So the family member is asking about another seasoning. It's yellow. We love it. Yeah. It smells good. Yeah. Um, and he, she's asking about that seasoning. Is it good or bad? No, no, no. That one is good mm. because uh, each salt content is it's not very low. Yeah, it's low and uh, it's a sea salt. Mm. Yeah. But you said there's no difference with sea salt and... no. No, when it comes to the side effects, okay. there's no difference. Okay. Yeah. But the sea salt, I, I'll go for sea salt anytime mm-hmm. if uh, I'm giving a choice. There's also garlic salt. Yeah, well, if it's just it's, it's pinkish yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just like the iodine. It's coarse. It's just like they've been fortified, all of them. Okay. You know? Like uh, we fortify salt with uh, folic acid for pregnant women. Yeah. We fortify it with iodine for people who are elderly. Mm hmm. With a fear of having to develop thyroid cancer, mm-hmm. we fortify uh, 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 the salt with uh, chlorine mm-hmm. for people who are prone to dental caries. So this this is all because of the fortification. But the main thing is the sodium chloride, which is inside there, and the main thing in that sodium chloride, mm-hmm. which causes problems, is the sodium and not the chloride. All right, yeah. last break. We're coming to close when we come back with Dr. Tlailani. Utando again the longer soakus that we own. Ketai radio pulpit 657 AM. Lutando all. 
657 AM, this is where you are at. And we gave you the sounds of Gerard Peace, and that is the husband to Mabongi Mabaso. And the song Hold Strong is the song that we gave to you. I'm Spongina Mufuking, it's just for you. We are just about to close with Dr. Tlailani. We've been talking about salt, our salt intake, and uh, we've been learning, hoping that the family has been learning. I have been learning. And uh, yeah, I was saying to Dr. Tlailani, he needs to tell us how to win ourselves from abusing salt. <laughs> hey, because, yeah, we abuse before you taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're closing, Dr. Tlailani, what do we say to the family? Okay, uh, we've said a lot about uh, uh, potassium and sodium, ne? Uh-huh. but uh, l- let me just explain the interplay of sodium and potassium. Ne? Mm. Sodium and potassium basically are closely interconnected but have opposite effects uh, in the body. Both are essential nutrients that we need and that play roles in uh, maintaining the physiological balance and both have been linked to the risk of chronic diseases, especially cardiovascular diseases, as we have uh, alluded to. Now, high salt intake increases blood pressure, mm-hmm. which can lead to heart disease, while high potassium intake can help relax blood vessels and excrete sodium while decreasing the blood pressure. So that's the interplay between sodium and potassium. So if you can avoid the salt, which is sodium chloride, that contains sodium, that is the thing which is going to cause high blood pressure mm-hmm. or and go more for things which have got maybe potassium mm. which can you know reduce your blood pressure to an extent mm. yeah sure we in, in simple ways avoid salt by all means possible <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> I mean, when we were young there would be some adults that would even pour salt on your palm and like, yeah, well, the body could handle it then. <laughs> you have very nice kidneys which could get rid of that so quickly. So avoid as much as possible. Yeah. All right. If you can. Thank you so much, Dr. Leleni, for coming through. Thanks. Very and uh, ministering unto the family. Kana, you're available between 6 and 9 in the That's evening. Right. Yes. And um, right. uh, can we call even at that time or just WhatsApp? No, no, no. You can call. Mm-hmm. You can call. And then even during working hours, you can WhatsApp, and then I can, in between patients, you know, I can reply you. All righty then. All right. Thank you so much. May God awesomely bless you. Can't wait to be with you again next month. Thank you very much, Bongi. And the family out there, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye, Dr. Tlailani. And yes, family, if you'd like to be in contact with Dr. Tlailani, be it it's uh, via WhatsApp or via... Um, what do we call it? Oh, you want to call him? Remember, you can call him between uh, 18 hours and uh, 21 hours. Um, that's when you can call him in the evening. And uh, his number is 078 738 2694. 078 738 2694. Utando Angen, the longer so who's a week on. Ketai Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Lutando all.